Alright, welcome back to Cardinal Lowry. Uh, we are back after a little hiatus. Um, just scheduling update, we'll be back. We'll be gone again for another week. So we'll be back next Saturday. Uh, that will be, I believe, the 2nd of July um, for our next episode. But we're here with some NBA season recap. Talk about the draft, which is tonight. Uh, but Sam, first question, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. You know, same old. Yeah, it's, a, it's sort of a, a cloudy day right now in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, but my opening question to you, Sam, a classic question. We never talked about it, though. Should pineapple be allowed on pizza, Sam Carter? I am indifferent because, you know, I, I just – I don't eat it. But, you know, if if I'm ordering pizza for a group and somebody asks – for pineapple on there then no that's not happening but you know if they're getting their own pizza you know that's fine i don't really care i mean i like a hawaiian pizza i think it's fine but some people have a very strong opinion so just wanted to know um but now it is time uh to talk about the nba finals uh the golden state warriors win four to two over the boston celtics sam first of all uh, just how would you rate this finals one to ten, and uh, just tell me what are you going to take away most from this NBA finals? I would rate this NBA finals a seven out of ten, um, just because you know I wanted it to go to a game seven. I really wish that the uh, Celtics had won that game six. Um, it was not as exciting as it had started out looking like um i'm gonna i'm gonna say a seven right i mean you did have some exciting games in there i think game four uh was definitely the best game with steph putting up um you know 43 points um but a dominant uh close by the golden state warriors holding the celtics under 100 points in the last three games uh where they you know they got down two one they won three in a row um, so Celtics will drop two in a row since like February. Um, so just crazy series, and uh, congratulations to Stephen Curry uh, for winning his first Finals MVP uh, with 31.2 points per game, six rebounds, and five assists on 48% from the field, 44% from three, and uh, 86% from the charity stripe. And Sam, on an A to F scale, how would you grade uh, this Finals MVP performance by Stephen Curry? Um, let's see. I mean, it's an A plus. Oh. Whoa! Defend your answer, Sam. I mean, Steph Curry won of of all the games that Steph Curry won in in this uh series he he was the piece that made it happen you know mm. it's not like he was along with Draymond Green putting up insane numbers and Clay Thompson shooting crazy numbers from 3 you know Steph Curry had an insane finals performance and so maybe an A plus sounds high but you know, fresh off this finals, I think that that's fair. Yeah, I'm gonna go A minus. You know, just to shoot 
um, you know, just that well, um, you know, shooting 71 threes across six games and then still shooting 44% for three is just ridiculous. Uh, always going to remember that 43-point game, probably his best finals game uh, in his career up to this point. And now we have to examine, Sam. See, me and you, I think we are great at examining, mm-hmm. you know, legacies here. So we're going to do that. We're going to take a little introspective moment. And the legacy of Stephen Curry is very complicated. Obviously, the thing that really helped people back, especially myself, was his lack of finals MVP. He has got that now. So looking at his career, he's got two MVPs, the only unanimous MVP in the history of the NBA, four championships, um, all-NBA and all-star selections galore, um, you know, the record for most three-pointers made, the record for most threes made in the season. And still shooting, you know, that well uh, from three throughout his career. Um, so, Sam, I ask you the question now. At this point in his career, Stephen Curry said, I'm done. I'm walking away from the game. Is he a top 10 NBA player all time? Yes or no? Um, this is a very difficult question, but I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not top five. And he might be number 10 of 10 for me. Um, but he's definitely top 10. I just think that his impact on the game, whether that's good or bad, he's still impacted the game in a huge way. Um, and he's definitely at the forefront of that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely think that, that he is a top 10 player now. Well, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think that the three-point revolution is definitely, you know, going to be his lasting legacy. Um, but obviously, there's the stain in the fact that, you know, he isn't always been the best player on championship team. Now, I agree with Sam. I think right now he's probably either going to be 12 or he's going to be 10 of 10. Um, but I do think it puts him in a class of with the Magics and the Birds. And uh, now... Here is this is gonna this is gonna light your fire, Sam. Okay. If Stephen Curry and the Warriors are able to repeat, we'll talk about their ability to do that in just a second. With Steph, with potentially five chips, two Finals MVPs, and two MVPs, surpass even the likes of LeBron James. Um, I would say so. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you saying yes? I am saying yes. Okay. You I just feel at, like... Hey. Okay. You're looking at a, a top LeBron hater. I would I'm, agree. I am, a LeBron, I am a LeBron hater. You know, this is a biased answer to your question because I'm not a huge fan of LeBron James. I think that LeBron is very athletic. But he's not leading teams like Steph Curry did. Mm-hmm. He had a great uh, finals in 2016. And I think that that cemented him as a top 10 player. But, you know, I wouldn't say that he was always the best player on those Heat teams. And maybe he was, but he still had a really good supporting cast. And, you know, what is he on the Lakers without Anthony Davis? 
You know, we saw that and they didn't even make the playoffs. Um, I think that, you know, Steph Curry has been significantly more consistent than LeBron James. And one bad season in the past few. Um, maybe Steph Curry eclipses LeBron. Mm. Wow. And uh, now, I mean, might as well go big or go home. Uh, Sam, what does it take in terms of championships and finals MVPs or MVPs for you to even consider Steph Curry a part of the greatest of all time debate? Um, I don't think that he will, in my mind, ever be part of the greatest of all time debate just because that's such a – it's a very nuanced question. It, I think it's bigger than accolades. Um mm-hmm. I think that, you know, athleticism plays a huge part in that, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Like, I think Michael Jordan will always be the greatest. You know, Steph Curry will never, like, there's just, he's not athletic enough. He's not big enough. He's not going to command a game mm. in the way that Michael Jordan could. Defensively, wow. as well as offensively. Yeah, I mean, but there might. I think that there's an angle there that, but despite his size, look at what he has done using the three pointer as a weapon. And I think that, I think athleticism, he's a factor. But what he's be able to do, despite his, you know, ability to be able, barely be able to dunk on a consistent basis, even at six foot three, um, given his, you know, he's not the quickest. He's not the strongest, not the tallest, um, but he, I feel like most of the time, he is the most skilled player on the court. I don't think he get into the conversation. I agree with you. Uh, just, I think given the fact that he has always been the best player on his championship teams, um, but what an incredible player, and I think this is just so well-deserved, and I was, I was, it fills my heart as a basketball fan to see him finally achieve what he deserves, and uh, we're di- we dove deep <laughs> there. Uh, with Sam Carter, um, but we'll we'll look at the legacy aspect this summer, and you know, in the summer, more you know, off-topic kind of questions, you know, not as much going on. Um, but you know, NBA offseason, a lot of moves coming up. We got Kyrie Irving looking to move the Hornets, potentially trading Gordon Hayward, still looking for a coach. Uh, but now let's turn to the NBA draft and the always the merge of. You know, NBA and college basketball, you know, it comes together on this very special night, 8 p.m. tonight, Sam Carter. Uh, let's look at the big board right now. Some notable things I want to point out. Six picks that I think are notable uh, on the mock lottery right now. You got Orlando at number one, picking Jabari Smith out of Auburn. Uh, you probably didn't get to see him in the NCAA tournament because he got knocked out so early by Miami. Um, at number two, you got Chet Holmgren, uh, the seven-foot monster out of Gonzaga. Uh, we all know him. And then at number three, you got Houston taking Paolo Bancaro from Duke. Um, at number six, you got uh, uh, the Pacers taking uh, Benedict Matherin uh, out of Arizona. And then uh, some other interesting picks I thought some AC fans I want to know is um, uh, the Knicks are projected to take A.J. Griffin out of Duke. And uh, the Bulls are projected to take Mark Williams, the big center, out of Duke. But there are no Tar Heels currently on the big board um, tonight. But... Um, you know, could happen, you know, 
Brady Manic could get selected, I guess. Um, I'm not sure that he's really entered um, that fully um, into the process, so we'll just have to wait and see. But Sam, um, what are your initial thoughts on this draft class, and uh, you know, who do you think deserves to be the number one pick? Um, you know, I feel like we're kind of, you know, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but I feel like we're kind of cheated out of seeing, you know, these top players. Obviously, we saw Paolo Bancaro play in the Final Four. But, you know, Chet Holmgren, I think they got out of in the Sweet Sweet 16. 16. Yeah, Arkansas there. And then Auburn, well, they lost in the second, second round, round, right? Yeah. Um, so I feel like we're kind of cheated out of seeing those top players play in 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 the or later into the uh, the tournament. So I feel like it's it's not a great draft class, not a bad one. There's certainly been worse, but there's definitely been better. Um, I just I can't see how any of these three guys are gonna be a force in the league. Any of these mm. top three picks, because they can't even win games in the tournament. Obviously, it's really hard to win games in the tournament. But Paolo Bancaro was hardly a factor in that UNC Duke game. I feel like. He was taking horrible shots. He's a big guy, and he's shooting mid-range, mid-range jumpers. Um, I think that Chet Holmgren just... I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh, and I don't understand totally how good these guys are, but I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't see any of these three guys dominating the league down the road. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that this is a very, uh, you know, it's not these not are going to be leader guys, uh, but I definitely think that you know Paolo Bancaro can be a stretch forward, but he's got to work on the defense, uh, as Sam mentioned. Um, you know, Jabari Smith, very athletic guy, but I don't know. I agree with Sam. I don't think any of these guys can really be all NBA players, but you never know. Um, I really like. Look at what AJ Griffin did. He torched UNC in that first game uh, at the Dean Dome, and you know. Yeah. And then he kind of fell off. He was he was a nobody uh, in the game to end all games um, in this past <laughs> April, but um, you never know. Playing in New York could be you know it could be a nice stage for him. Um, you know he's definitely going to play you know alongside uh, Julius Randle would be nice. Get those oh because Julius Randle loves to post up, gets double team, kick it out to him. So you know he could be a factor there. And Mark Williams, uh, the classic big man. Uh, going to the Bulls, um, but you know, I I really like draft night, and I'm glad to see it's going to be back in full form this year. And uh, you know, just want to shout out uh, for the first time, uh, ESPN is uh, presenting. I wouldn't say presenting; they presented the draft a few times before, uh, but for the first time, a women uh, a woman will host the NBA draft, and I think that's you know, obviously the Rachel Nichols situation. Um, a couple years ago was definitely, you know, it was a bad step in terms of women in uh, broadcasting. Um, but it's, you know, very nice to see it, uh, ESPN taking that step forward. And I commend them for that. Um, but now, Sam, last topic of uh, uh, our day. Um, 
But let's take a look at, you know, me and Sam. We're going to Atlanta on Saturday. Watching the Dodgers come to town against the Braves. Sam, you've been to an MLB game before. I have not. Um, what's your go-to snack? I feel like Dippin' Dots are the go-to snack. I mm. There's just something about them. It's yeah. just ice cream, but it's so much more. Oh, I don't. I can't explain it, man. Can you get them at home? I don't even know if you can. I have not seen them in the store ever. I need to look that up right now. Hold on. I didn't even think about that. That is definitely my answer too. Because you get them in like the little baseball uh, cap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is. Yep. Uh huh. You you can buy them in bulk. Wow. But you can't like buy them at your grocery store. Yeah. But like the little liquid nitrogen, or not liquid, just the little nitrogen balls. Mm. Yeah. So cold. All right. And uh, Sam, are you going with a purchase? Uh, at are you gonna buy like a hat or something at the game this year? Um, I don't know if many people know this, but I am an adamant non-Braves fan. Maybe I don't hate the Braves, but I'm a non-Braves fan. Okay. I cannot cheer for the Braves. So I'm going to say right now, no, I'm not going to purchase some. Also, way too expensive. Tourist trap, man. Don't fall for it. Um, I am not a Braves fan either, but I feel like it's a part of Southeast culture to have a Braves hat. I don't have one, so I think I will buy one if I find one I like. I would love to get a, one with a World Series patch from 1995 when they won. That would be my ideal hat. Um, but we were talking about this earlier. We were in the car this week, Sam. But you, what kind of hat are you? A buckle guy? Or yeah, you for sure. Back? Buckle yeah, I like, and, the, and the dad hat fit. Mm-hmm. I just, okay, do you like the buckle that like tucks in on the side? Or do you like the one that like the buckle that moves across the back? Um, I don't know how to describe it. Like, you know, this one that's like, where's the buckle like on the right of the hat where you like tuck it in and over, or the one where like the buckle is move, you can move it around. Hmm. I'm not describing this well, but buckle I, hat it is. I don't know what you mean, but it's hard to describe. Yeah. Audio can only do so much. Um, but Sam, final uh, prediction for this game. Between the Dodgers and Braves, both are pretty good. Uh, the Dodgers tie for the NL West lead. The Braves four games back of the Mets for the NL East lead. Uh, final prediction uh, for this game. I'm not a baseball fan, and I don't claim to be one. And I don't know how good either of these teams are. This is pathetic. But I'm going to go Dodgers win 3-2. No, nah, man. We're going to Atlanta, so the Braves, they got to win. I can't I'm predict gonna go. a team I dislike to win. I I just did. Braves 7, Dodgers 6. Wow. Um, for June 25th, 2022, the year of our Lord. All right, that is going to do it uh, for our NBA season recap and baseball preview for two non-baseball fans. Um, that was purely... That was terrible professional. We know nothing about baseball. Can you tell? All right. Uh, well, that is going to do it for this episode of Cardinal Lowry. 